Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Truth Seekers podcast. A truth seeker is someone who wants to know the truth. They search for what's true and they won't rest until they find it. I am a truth seeker, and if you are too, then you've come to the right place where we will search for truth each week in the stories of the Bible. I'm so glad that you joined me for another episode in our Bible series. In our last few episodes, we learn about a man named Joseph. Joseph was one of Jacob's 12 sons. If you've been following along, then you'll remember that God made a covenant with Jacob's grandfather Abraham and then to his father Isaac, that they would become a great nation so great that their descendants would be more numerous than the stars in the sky. This covenant was passed down from Abraham to Isaac to Jacob. God even changed Jacob's name as part of the covenant promise. Do you remember what Jacob's new name was? If you said Israel, then you are correct. And Israel had 12 sons. You might think, well, 12 is a lot of kids, but that's not anywhere near as many stars as there are in the sky. Well, eventually, as time went by, Israel passed away and Joseph and his brothers passed away. But their children and their children's children continue to live in the land of Egypt. The Bible says that Jacob's descendants came to be known as the Israelites. Can you say Israelites? They were named the Israelites because God had changed Jacob's name to Israel. And the Israelites were fruitful and multiplied greatly. They multiplied so much that the land was filled with them. Egypt was filled with Jacob's descendants. They had become more numerous than the stars. God's covenant promise to Abraham had come true. The only problem was they were still living in Egypt and God had promised the Israelites and Abraham the land of Canaan. How were so many of them going to get back to the promised land of Canaan? That's a good question, truth seekers. And to answer that question, we must first learn about a man named Moses. You see, Moses was born to an Israelite family living in Egypt. There were many Israelite children being born at the same time Moses was born. And the Pharaoh of this time began to worry that so many Israelites were having children that they would become more numerous than the Egyptians and overtake them. So this Pharaoh began to oppress the Israelites. He made them his slaves and he worked them very, very hard day and night. But the more they were oppressed, the more they multiplied and spread. So the Egyptians came to dread the Israelites and worked them ruthlessly. They made their lives bitter with hard labor and brick and mortar with all kinds of work in the fields. When the Pharaoh saw how greatly they were multiplying, he had an idea. And I'm sorry to say it's not a very good idea. In fact, it's actually a very sad idea. The Pharaoh decided that he was going to command that all of the newborn Israelite baby boys were to be killed. That's right, truth seekers. He wanted all of the newborn Israelite baby boys killed because he was afraid that the Israelites were becoming too many. 
When Moses' mother saw that he was a good child, she was afraid for his life and she hid him for three months after he was born. But as he got older, she realized she could hide him no longer. So she found a basket for him and coated it with tar and pitch. Why would she coat the basket with tar and pitch? Well, she placed Moses in it and put it among the reeds along the bank of the Nile River. She put the basket in the river and she had covered it with tar so that it would not sink but float. His sister, Miriam, stood at a distance to see what would happen to baby Moses in the basket. And so, little Moses floated down the Nile River safe and sound in his basket. But what would happen to him? Where would the river take him? Would God look out for him? At the same time that Moses was floating down the river, Pharaoh's daughter went down to the Nile to bathe, and her servants were walking along the river bank. She saw the basket among the reeds and sent her slave girl to get it. She opened it and there she saw baby Moses. He was crying and she felt sorry for him. This is one of the Israelite babies, she said. Then Moses' sister Miriam, who had been watching from a distance, came up to Pharaoh's daughter and said, Shall I go and get one of the Israelite women to nurse the baby for you? Yes, go, answered Pharaoh's daughter. So Miriam went and got her mother. I bet Miriam ran all the way home, back to her mother, smiling and laughing, so excited to tell her mother that baby Moses was safe, that he was okay. Moses had been found by Pharaoh's daughter, and she wanted to take care of him. She ran home, quickly told her mother, Come quick, mother. Moses, he's been found by Pharaoh's daughter. He's going to be okay, and she's asking for a nurse. I told her I would find one for her. That's you, mother. Come quick. So Moses' mother came before Pharaoh's daughter, and she said to her, Take this baby and nurse him for me, and I will pay you. Pharaoh's daughter had no idea this was baby Moses' real mother. And oh, how happy baby Moses' mother must have been on the inside to know that her son was going to be okay and that she was going to get to take care of him. So Moses' mother took her baby and nursed him. And when Moses grew older, his mother took him to the Pharaoh's daughter and he became her son. She named him Moses, saying, I drew him out of the water. So Moses grew up into a young man, being raised in the palace as Pharaoh's daughter's son. He was raised to speak Egyptian, and he was trained as an Egyptian. But I'm sure he never forgot what he learned when he was a young boy still being nursed by his own mother. I'm sure his mother taught him when he was younger that he was an Israelite. And I'm sure she told him all about God's covenant promises to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob that one day they would enter the promised land of Canaan that God had promised long ago to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I'm sure even after Moses was in the palace with the Pharaoh's daughter that he never forgot who he was and where he came from. Because one day... As Moses was out walking, he saw his own people, the Israelites, working hard. 
he saw the oppression that the Egyptians had put on them, working them until they fell, beating them with whips and giving them little food to eat. And Moses noticed an Egyptian beating an Israelite cruelly, one of his own people. Moses became angry. He couldn't stand the sight of this Egyptian beating one of his own. Moses looked to his left, he looked to his right, and he saw no one else around. And in his anger, he killed the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. Moses didn't think anyone had seen him until the next day when Moses was out walking again. He saw two Israelites fighting. He asked the one what was wrong and said, Why are you fighting your Israelite brother? The man said back to Moses, Who made you ruler and judge over us? Are you thinking of killing me as you killed the Egyptian? Then Moses was afraid, and he thought, What I did by killing the Egyptian has been found out. When Pharaoh heard that Moses had killed an Egyptian, he tried to kill Moses. But Moses fled from Pharaoh and went to live in the desert. Moses went to a town called Midian and sat down by a well. All alone, Moses had no family and nowhere to go. He had run away from the only place he ever knew was home, and now here he was in the middle of the desert. Suddenly, seven daughters of a shepherd came to water their father's sheep at the well. As they were trying to give water to their sheep, some shepherds came along and tried to hassle them and drive them away. But Moses came to their rescue and helped get water for their sheep. They invited Moses back to their father, Reuel, and he asked them to stay with them and marry his daughter, Zipporah. So Moses began to travel with his new father-in-law and his new wife, Zipporah, through the desert, herding sheep. <laughs> Moses had become a shepherd. And Moses and his wife, Zipporah, had a son. And Moses named him Gershom, which means, I have become a stranger in a foreign land. Moses stayed in the desert for 40 years, and during that time, the Pharaoh of Egypt died. But the Israelites continued to cry out to God in their suffering. Their cries went up to God, and the Bible says God heard their groaning, and he remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. So God looked on the Israelites and was concerned about them. Dear truth seekers, what will happen to the Israelites? Will God lead them to suffer in Egypt? Will he forget the promise he made long ago to Abraham that his descendants would live in the promised land of Canaan? And what will happen to Moses? Will he stay in the desert and wander as a shepherd for the rest of his life? If we have learned anything by now, it's that God always has a plan. The truth that we find in this story is that it was not an accident that Pharaoh's daughter found baby Moses floating in a basket in the Nile. God spared Moses' life for a very important job. You see, there are no accidents in the Bible. God has a purpose in everything he does. And God hears us when we cry to him. The Israelites cried out to God and the Bible says God heard them. It says he was concerned for them. When you are tempted to think that God does not hear your cries or your prayers to him, remember that God heard the cries of the Israelites and he hears yours. If you'd like to read today's story in your Bible, you can find it in Exodus chapters 1 and 2. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss next week's episode as we learn about Moses and his encounter with God at the burning bush. Let me pray for you before we go. 
Dear Father, we thank you that you are in control, that just like you heard the cries of the Israelites, you hear our cry too. You are always working on our behalf. We thank you that you hear us and are concerned for us. You never leave us alone or in distress. You are always right there beside us. And we thank you that there are no accidents. You have a plan and a purpose in everything you do and in everything that happens. You are concerned. We thank you that you work all things together for our good, even when we don't understand or see what you're doing. Amen. Thank you so much for joining me again this week, Truth Seekers. I'd love to hear from you. You can connect with me on Instagram at Truth Seekers Bible Stories for Kids. Or you can also leave a review in iTunes as this will help others to find our podcast and learn about God too. I look forward to our time together next week.